Hey there, Off The Grid listener. Let's take a moment to dream a little dream together. What if you didn't need to be perfect? You didn't need to start over. You didn't need to be small and quiet so you never caused harm. And you didn't need to do it alone or just try harder. What if instead you could get support at a nervous system level to weather whatever happens in your business? And you could learn trauma-informed best practices for your work that end cycles of freezing, fawning, or people-pleasing. What if you could be held in deep care as you practice honoring your boundaries and amending and accounting for inevitable harm? If any of these dreams are resonating, I want to invite you to join Foundations, a hybrid training container to strengthen your trauma-informed care and business practices taught by podcast sponsor and somatic trauma-informed practitioner, Jess Jackson. Foundations gathers May 17th through 19th with live trainings and a virtual portal with an actionable curriculum. Learn more and save your spot at the link in the show notes. Welcome to Off the Grid, a podcast for small business owners who want to leave social media without losing all their clients. I'm Amelia Ruby, writer, speaker, and founder of Softer Sounds Podcast Studio. On this show, I share stories, strategies, and experiments for growing your business with radical generosity and energetic sovereignty. Download your free Leaving Social Media Toolkit at softersounds.studio slash buy IG and join us as we do it all off the grid. Hello, and welcome to episode five of Off the Grid, a podcast about leaving social media without losing all your clients or customers. I'm your host, Amelia Ruby. I am a writer, a speaker, and the founder of feminist podcast studio, Softer Sounds. I am so excited to be here for episode five. We are really rolling through season one at this point. Thanks so much to all of you who've been tuning into these episodes and sharing them with your friends. I would love to ask you to keep doing that. Keep spreading the word about Off the Grid. And I promise to keep sharing free resources and tools and reflections and suggestions about how you can grow your business I say, grow a thriving, feel-good business. Sometimes you forget your own taglines. It's really real. As always, I want to invite you to reply to these episodes, to send me an email at hi at softersounds.studio. Extra shout out this week to the person who noticed that I have worn different glasses in every episode so far. (laughs) You know, I thought that was just for me, but props to you for your attention to detail. Um, If you're listening to this podcast and you're wondering, how does that person know what glasses uh, she's wearing? That's because Off the Grid is also on YouTube. Yes, we are excited experimenting with video podcasting here at Softer Sounds. And you can watch these episodes on YouTube. So please do watch and share them there if that's your thing. If not, you can find us in podcast players everywhere. Before I dive into today's episode, I want to remind you that you can get the free Leaving Social Media Toolkit at softersounds.studio slash buy IG. That's softersounds.studio slash B-Y-E-I-G. Bye, bye, bye. Our little in sync moment, as I like to say. So that toolkit includes a lot of the tools and resources I've talked about so far on the podcast. It's got your five-step plan for leaving any social platform. It includes the list of 100 ways to share your work and life off social media. And it has a wonderful database for creating your creative marketing ideas 
Diaz menu that can be the foundation of that fun, feel-good marketing plan I talked about in the last episode. So get all of that for free. <laughs> it's free at softersounds.studio slash buy IG. It's there for you. Just drop your email and it'll land in your inbox automatically, as they say. So all of that out of the way, what's today's episode about? Episode five is about radical generosity and energetic capacity in our businesses. So, so far, as I mentioned, we've been talking about how to leave social media without losing all of your clients or customers. But in the intro to this podcast, I also say we're going to explore how to grow your business with radical generosity and energetic sovereignty. Yes, please. Don't we all want that? Like when I say that out loud, it feels so good in my body and I hope it feels good in yours too. So on the next episode, looking ahead a little bit on episode six, my friend and collaborator, Mary Grace Allardyce will be joining us to talk about energetic sovereignty in business. So we will be talking about how to cultivate energetic sovereignty within your business and between yourself and your clients. That's going to come up next. But in today's episode, I want to talk about radical generosity. And I want to offer a way to think about your energetic capacity in your business so that you aren't burning out and overworking all the time or overworking and burning out all the time. Now, when I talk about overwork and burnout, I want to be really clear (laughs) that those are two things that I am incredibly familiar with. I am a Capricorn rising, an Enneagram type three. I like to say it's like in my DNA, cosmological and biological (laughs) that I have so many just like contracts around work in my life. Work is a huge part of my life and I have a really high tendency to work to the point of burnout. It's something that I have had to work (laughs) really hard at to stop doing. I've had to work really hard to stop working really hard regardless. Today's episode is going to be about radical generosity in business. And it's going to, I want to talk about how we can be filling our own cups as business owners such that we are able to share our work like from the root of it, like that meaning of radical. I want to be generous at the root of my business. So I'm going to talk about radical generosity and how that can work today. And then I also want to talk about energetic capacity and a three-part framework that I use at Softer Sounds to help me kind of keep tabs on (laughs) if I am doing too much or if I'm planning to do too much and how I kind of break that down and categorize different tasks in the business to make sure that I'm not exceeding my energetic capacity. Because when I exceed my energetic capacity, I cannot be radically generous. In fact, I just get frustrated, resentful, upset, annoyed, and all of those things. So let's dive in to these really juicy topics in today's episode. Radical generosity. What does that make you feel when I hear when I say those words? When you hear those words, radical generosity. I bet you probably feel one of two ways. Either really like nourished and nurtured and it's like good, or like really exhausted and like no fucking way is that gonna happen for me. I've been there. I've been in both of those places. When I launched Softer Sounds, I decided that radical generosity was gonna be one of the core values of this business. And it, I related that to one of our kind of guiding principles, which is audio is for everyone. So here's how I think of radical generosity in my business. If audio is for everyone, 
That means that I want the skill of podcasting to be readily available and accessible to anyone who wants to start a podcast. I never want to be a gatekeeper to knowledge or skill development. At Softer Sounds, we do not like hide the how-to of podcasting behind like a paywall. I will tell anyone and everyone how to podcast like all day long. I've created and provide so many free resources and I make myself available for free discovery calls and like free opportunities to just talk to you about your podcast and share the knowledge that I have so that other people can develop their own skills. I do that all of the time. And it's something I put a lot of time and energy into in my business. But I have a very clear boundary for myself that if someone wants me to create their podcast with them or for them, that is a service that I charge money for. So for me, the idea that audio is for everyone means that I want the knowledge and the skill development to be readily available. And I want to provide that for free, but I do not do work with or for someone except in a paid service offering way. Now, when I say that I share the knowledge and skill of podcasting freely, I do not mean (laughs) that like I will just do whatever anybody asks me to do if they want free stuff from me. I mean that I've created ways that are in alignment with my energy and what works best for me to share the knowledge and skill development that I can. So for instance, in January, I hosted two free How to Launch Your Podcast workshops. Those were totally free. Those were free opportunities for people to come learn from me how to launch a podcast. And I walked people through the same eight-step framework that I teach my paid clients. Now, my paid clients get to do it with me, and there's a lot more support, and there's a lot more accountability, but I was happy to give the framework and the, the you know, kind of high-level questions of how to do this stuff away for free to workshop attendees. I also have a free podcast launch checklist and audio workshop on the Softer Sounds website. I have a free resources page on the website that dives into, you know, where to find different things for your podcast or equipment or music or other things. All of that information I give away for free. But when someone wants to do the work with me or have me do the work for them, that is a paid service that I offer. And if someone emails me and is like, will you teach me how to podcast for free right now? I would say, no, but I will point you to my free checklist and workshop I've created. And if you stick around long enough, I will offer a free workshop again where you can do this with me when I have the energetic capacity to offer that in a way that feels good. So when I'm talking about energetic capacity and radical generosity. I want to share something that I learned from a witch and business owner and artist. Her name is Sarah Faith Godestiner. She wrote The Moon Book and she runs Modern Women's Studio. And she has a podcast called Moonbeaming. And she did an episode last summer called The Abundance Chronicles, Why Radical Generosity is the Remedy. And I will link that episode in the show notes or below. And in that podcast episode, she talks about how she orients toward radical generosity in her business. And she said something that really struck, really stuck with me. It struck me and stuck with me. (laughs) I'm going to paraphrase it. I'm not getting it totally right. Go listen to the episode. Highly recommend it. But I, what I took away was that if you don't feel like you can be generous in your business or your life, that's a sign that your needs are not being met. Because when you're aligned and in flow, you feel generous. 
at least hopefully you do. I mean, if you're the, if you're listening to this podcast, I bet that when you're aligned and in flow, you feel generous. Not everyone does, especially in our capitalist society and with like uber capitalist running businesses. Those people are not always generous. <laughs> but if you're listening to this podcast, uh, if you're on my level, if you're in my community or you want to be, <laughs> when you're aligned and in flow, you probably feel generous. And that's because your energetic capacity is in a good place. You have energy to give because you are receiving it. If you're watching me, I'm making these like <laughs> circles with my hands for podcast listeners. I'm circling with my hands. We are in a cycle. Our ecosystem is running smoothly. Everything is being served and serving each other. It's reciprocal. It's mutual. The exchange feels good. When you're in that place, radical generosity feels possible and is possible. It was just such a like mind-blowing lesson that I learned from the Moonbeaming podcast. And again, I highly recommend that episode, The Abundance Chronicles, Why Radical Generosity is the Remedy. So when I started talking about radical generosity, I said, you probably feel one of two ways, right? Like either you're like, yes, I love it. I want that. I want to do that and be that and receive that. Or you might've felt like, yeah, no way I'm exhausted. I'm not giving anything to anyone for free ever, ever, ever. And I would encourage you, if you really feel like you can never, you can't access generosity, that you never want to be generous and you can't provide things or offer things to others, it doesn't have to be free. You know, I'm not saying it, generosity has to be about things being free, but if you don't feel in that space where you can be in service to others, I would encourage you to dig deeper into the why behind that feeling. What do you need to have the energetic capacity to be generous? What do you need to do to get yourself into that place or state? You know, maybe you are undercharging for all of your offerings and so you're exhausted by your paid clients and you feel like you could not give one more second of or ounce of anything to them or anyone else. If that's the case, it might mean you need to raise your prices so that you have the capacity to even just keep ser serving your clients in a way that's radically generous. I like to be radically generous with my clients through gifts. If you sign on as a new client at Softer Sounds, you will get a postcard and a sticker from me. <laughs> That's one of my acts of radical generosity. And it's not even free. I build it into my pricing. You know, it all makes sense. But it's a way that I just want people to feel so cared about and cared for in my business. It's a way I'm trying to be generous at the root of it. So I want to clarify that radical generosity does not have to mean... <laughs> doing things for free or giving away free things. But for me, it ha it's really about accessibility, making sure that I'm not gatekeeping knowledge, and always trying to be in a place where I can offer just a little bit more. You know, I hate the phrase above and beyond, but where I can just make people feel like a little extra cared for. Because frankly, that's what I want in my relationships too. I want to feel cared for and treasured and loved. And no, I don't need every service provider or a shopkeep that I, <laughs> you know, buy something from to make me feel treasured and loved. But you know what? I do return. I am a repeat customer from the ones who do. So I think that with radical generosity is the invitation to get in alignment and flow so that we can be in service and be giving at the very root of our businesses. Now, how do you stay in alignment and in flow? How do you keep your energetic capacity in a balanced and wonderful place? How do you, you know, using the metaphor of filling the cup, how do you keep your cup full so that it can be overflowing and pouring out to others? 
One way I do that in my business is kind of using a three-part framework when I'm thinking about a new project or even just looking at my to-do list. So I'm going to walk you through that next. Hi, Off The Grid friends. Amelia here interrupting myself because I want to share one of my favorite self-care tools that helps get you off social media. If you've been listening to these episodes and thinking, all of this is great, Amelia, but how do I actually stop scrolling? The Instead Deck by Inner Workout is for you. If you've ever said to yourself, I don't have time for self-care, and then found yourself scrolling on social media for hours a day, this card deck is going to be your new best friend. The Instead Deck has 50 cards with bite-sized activities, affirmations, and prompts that will help you infuse self-care into even the smallest moments. Some of my favorite cards say things like, what would you rather be doing? Slow down. You don't need social media to be connected and feel your feet on the floor. When I used to get stuck in the scroll, I loved having the Instead deck nearby. I'd pull out the cards, I'd do a quick shuffle, and then I'd pull. Today, my card is document the moment just for you. Off the Grid listeners can get 10% off the Instead deck using the code Off the Grid. Just head to innerworkout.co slash shop to check out. And don't forget to use that code Off the Grid for 10% off. Let's divest from distraction and reinvest in our self care babes. And now we'll get back to this episode of Off the Grid. parts of this framework, I call it the necessary, nice, and ideal framework. And I use this framework to assess any new project that I'm starting. Or when I look at my to-do list at the start of the week, and I'm like, oh, this is long. Maybe I, what am I actually going to get done? So the first part of the first level of the framework, I kind of think of it as cake tiers, is necessary. What are the things that have to get done so that I still have a business that supports me? What are the necessary things? So for me, necessary will often mean, well, I have to do the client work that people have already paid me for. Like there's like, that's like a minimum threshold in my business. I've been paid to do it. I have to do that work. So if I'm looking at my to-do list and I'm like, I do not have much energy this week, I might just do the things that are necessary. Paid client work. That's it this week. Say I have a little more energy for the week. Okay, now I'll do all the paid client work and then let's do something that's nice. So maybe I'll do all the paid client work and I'll record some episodes of Off the Grid for all of you, or I'll build a free resource, or I'll make a draft of a blog post, or I'll think about a course I have coming up in a few months. You know, that's like what's necessary and what's nice. Then on top of what's nice, say I am having a week where I am just like full of energy, right? I am ovulating. I'm like in my cycle. I'm the best part of my cycle for me. The moon is full. Everything feels good. I have so much energy. Then I might look at those tasks on my to-do list. I'm like, oh, these were the ideal things. These are the things I would only get done in a week where I am like so full of life and my energetic cup is overflowing. So that might be the week where I write show notes for the next six episodes of Off the Grid. Dear listener, I have not yet had a week where I had so much energy. I wrote show notes for six episodes of this podcast. But you know, in an ideal world, maybe that would happen. You know, it might be the week where I'm like, great, I've been needing to rewrite the copy on that sales page. I already got my nice or my necessary stuff done, my nice stuff done. 
boom, rewrote that sales page. (laughs) So that's one way that I use this framework. What's necessary, what's nice, and what's ideal. That's how I use it if I'm like looking at my to-do list and I'm thinking about my energetic capacity for the week. Sometimes my energetic capacity changes day to day. In fact, it certainly does change day to day. But I try to just think of it a week at a time. And then from there, I take it day to day. Another way that I use this framework that isn't just about my energetic capacity for any given week or day, sometimes I use this framework to look at a project that I'm planning. So let's say I am launching a workshop or a book. Let's use a product example. I use so many service examples. Thank you to the product-based listeners out there. I appreciate you. You're the best. (laughs) We'll do a product-based example right here. So let's say I'm going to put out an ebook, digital product. When I look at that project, I might make a plan for the necessary, the nice, and the ideal. What is necessary for me to launch this ebook? I must write the ebook, put it in ebook format, and find a way for people to pay for it. So I got to get a way to write this book. I got to make it into an ebook, and I got to put it up for sale and have a payment processing something, right? That's what's necessary. What would be nice is a beautiful cover for the ebook, a fully fleshed out sales page for the ebook so that people are excited and really want to spend money on it, and a marketing campaign for the ebook, right? Those would all be nice things. I probably need those things for this to go well. What would be ideal would be a full list of partnerships of 10 people who are going to share the ebook on launch day. And I'm going to do a podcast tour about the ebook. And I'm going to build out six episodes of my podcast around this ebook launch. Those are all great, wonderful ideas. But they're pretty ideal. You know, I can still do like, they're far beyond the necessary tasks to accomplish to get this ebook out into the world. So that's another way that I think through, okay, when I'm doing a, when I'm planning a project or a product launch or anything in my business, or maybe I'm just like, I want to redo my website, you know, something on the back end, something systems related. Like, I want to redo my website. What's necessary? A web designer or developer. <laughs> a web developer if I can't do that myself. What's nice? If I actually have the time to write the new pages. <laughs> What's ideal? Uh, having a copywriter and a graphic designer and, you know, three other people who are going to help me project manage this. So I can think about any project in terms of this framework as well. If, and I want to take this back to energetic capacity. If I find that I am only capable of doing what's necessary, that is not really, that isn't, I don't have much capacity for radical generosity there. And if I spend too many weeks in my business where I can only get the necessary things done, that's a point where I'm, I try to look at it and say, okay, I need to adjust. Like I need to get tasks off the list. I need to take the expectations down. Or maybe there's something else going on in my life that I'm like, okay, this is just, you know, six months from now, I can be back at this level of performance. But right now we're pulling back. The capacity is not there. So I'm pulling back the expectations. When I'm spending a lot of time kind of in the nice range of my energetic capacity, things are going well. I'm probably doing some generous things. I'm having some offerings. I'm not feeling resentful of people who ask for something or like I can't offer an ounce of anything else, right? Like I said before. So nice is a place I like to operate. When I'm operating in the ideal, it's wonderful. It feels good for a while. (laughs) But in my experience, honestly, I have never hit the ideal 
energetic capacity. Like I've never been doing things. It's not that it's not the ideal energetic capacity. It's that I'm doing things in what I think of as like the best possible way, like the highest, best good form. Um, my inner philosophy nerd is like the platonic ideal, right? It's like so perfect. It doesn't even exist. (laughs) That's the ideal. So if I'm operating at that level, I've probably got like a day or two of that. And then I'm going to crash back down into nice and maybe all the way down to necessary or just like go to bed for two days. (laughs) If I'm functioning at that high of a level, when I'm like doing things in like in a way that's like not even possible in the real world, you know, sometimes it happens. Sometimes I have a great month. But I just know that I shouldn't be shooting for ideal all the time. And I think, honestly, many of us, if you have any perfectionist tendencies, you might be always shooting for ideal and only willing to do things when they're ideal. And I I think that will really hold you back in business. I try to really, I try not to be prescriptive on this. I try to give a lot of suggestions and invite you to do things your own way. But I think I will say that if you are holding on to those ideals, you are not setting yourself up for a business that is full of radical generosity and energetic sovereignty because your energetic capacity will just get drained or you will constantly be comparing yourself to the ideal and finding yourself lacking we're back in that cycle that Instagram put us in, right? Or that social media put us in that I talked about in the first episode. If it's always aspirational, then we have to sit in our lack all the time. And that doesn't feel good. We want to set, set ourselves up for success. When I started my business, I was reading the book Profit First to set up my finances through the Profit First methods. It's not totally relevant. But something that's said in that book is that in the first year of your business, you should set the bar so low that you can trip over it so that you can build up your belief in yourself, that you can succeed. And I think that this necessary, nice, and ideal framework, for me, it's one way that I've started to kind of pull back my uh, perfectionist tendencies so that I can find those small successes and build up my belief in myself. Because honestly, y'all, starting a business is so hard and it's so much. That's why we can't do social media on top of all of that. (laughs) I mean, many of us do and can. I'm not saying you can't, but like it is so much. And so the more you can set yourself up to succeed by having really clear expectations instead of really ideal, perfect expectations, like the better your business will feel, the better your experience of working in your business will feel. And like I said, we're trying to create thriving, feel good businesses here. right? Thriving, feel good businesses. That's what I want for all of us. So in today's episode, just to give us a recap as we cruise on out into the rest of our weeks, or cruise on out from episode five. In today's episode, we talked about radical generosity, what that means for me and my business, and an invitation for you to consider how to find alignment and flow in your business such that you do feel generous, radically generous, and able to be in service to yourself and other people in your business. That's what I want for you. That's why we're doing all this work around leaving social media, because it's such a drain on our energetic capacity. And I I want you to have fun and feel good in your business. So we talked about radical generosity. And then we talked about the three-part framework, the necessary, nice, and ideal framework to 
keep yourself in check when you're making plans, to keep your perfectionist tendencies in check and get really clear. Do a check-in with your energetic capacity for every day or week or project and say, here's what's necessary, here's what's nice, and here's what's ideal. And then honestly, babes, let go of the ideal. Just release it, let it go. (laughs) So next time, I'm going to talk to my friend and collaborator, Mary Grace Allardyce, about energetic sovereignty in business. Until then, I hope you'll download that Leaving Social Media Toolkit. I hope you will leave us a like on YouTube or a five-star rating if you're listening in another podcast listening platform. And please tell a friend about Off the Grid. I am so excited to be supporting you in this journey of leaving social media without losing all your clients or customers. I'll see you next week. And until then, let's get off the grid. Thanks for listening to Off the Grid. Find links and resources in the show notes. And don't forget to grab your free leaving social media toolkit at softersounds.studio slash buy IG. That's softersounds.studio slash B-Y-E-I-G. This podcast is a Softer Sounds production. Our music is by Purple Planet, and our logo is by Natelier Studio. If you'd like to make a podcast of your own, we'd love to help. Find more about our services at softersounds.studio. Until next time, we'll see you off the grid.